Today on the Tim and Pop, I'm going to fucking, I've done this again. This is the twice I get too excited about a guest and then I'm fucking just like, I forgot about me. Okay, so we'll probably keep that in. Today on the Tim and Podcast Show, we've got Martin Bone, the fucking meditation master. <laughs> the meditation maestro. Mate, what is meditation? What is it? It's a good question. Um, there's many different misconceptions in our culture in the Western world. For me, I'd like to say it's a practice, inevitably. But what is it that we're practicing? We're practicing presence. So that is what I would say, in a nutshell, meditation for me is practicing presence. That's it. Being in the moment. Well, we're already in the moment. (laughs) You can't be anywhere else. But we're always lost in the head, you know, trying to project to a possible future or reminisce the past. So we're always in the now. But we're, we're actually, you know, in the head elsewhere. We like to know where we're going or we like to know where we've been. So for me, it's not, it, it is about checking back into what's already happening. You know, I like to use the term reclaiming your attention. You know, we, 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 get, we get lost in the mind, but we also get disturbed by life. And there's a fight for our attention you know, by, by Apple, you know what I mean? By Nike, Rolex, Mercedes, Marks and Spencers, they're all, they all want a piece of you. You know, they're like, come over here and, and you know, buy our stuff, so to speak. Reclaiming your presence. Reclaiming, I love that, yeah. Man. I mean, the, people say, oh, I need to be more present. And for me, there's a layer deeper than that. And it's learn how to be the presence that you already are, you know? And then you know yourself, you know, when you've been in someone's presence and you think, wow, you know, I felt their vibe or they made an impression on me or yeah. you were just with me, you know, and, and, and there's that connection that we're longing for all the time. So meditation for me is, is, is a reclaiming of that presence so we're not like lost in the head. I mean, listen, we have a thought process, you know, that we, that we lean into a lot of the time. I mean, a lot of the time we're lost in thoughts. So a beautiful thing about meditation is, is capturing the uncaught mind so you can manage the stories you tell yourself, but also reclaim that attention and, and, and you know, and, and be present with literally what, what's in front of you. So you can take purposeful action, you know. Um, but that's an inside job, Tim. You know, if you, if you can reclaim your own attention, because where you place your attention is where you place yourself, you know. So for me, you're practicing presence, but you're reclaiming your sovereignty. You know, and, and this is the language Beautiful you use a lot. Mate. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice way you, you know, I it. think there's a there is a, mis, a misconception, yeah. meditation, oh, it's clearing the mind, and it's like you'll have a tough job clearing the mind. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. With a lot of the practices, if if you're persistent and you come at the practice with a a few certain attitudes, then um, what will happen is you you may have an experience that you create space from thoughts as a byproduct of the practice uh, and you will have a thoughtless experience somewhere along the line but we ha- we think 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day so you can't stop the intellect yeah the intellect is a natural process of being a human you know we we we, we think a lot we intellectualize a lot and the reason we do that is because we have a, a, an intellect we have the cap- the capacity to psychologically um make sense of the world so there's always a voice in the head which is, you know, um, commentating the world, but also dramatizing and catastrophizing, <laughs> sensationalizing, you know. So it's the, the, the voice in the head. I mean, you're not going mad. We've all got a voice in there, yeah. but it's capturing it. And for me, when you capture it, you can manage the mind better. 
you know, and when we do that, we, we tend to find a lot more neutrality with our behaviour, you know, because we, we try to prove, protect, promote, defend, validate a one-sided bias or a point of view. Yeah, prove's you know? a big one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So, you know, a, a big part of the practice is, is not just reclaiming that presence so you can be here now in your fullness, but also to notice the thoughts that we're entertaining. Because, you know, the thoughts that we entertain manifest in the behaviour, you know, that we actualise into the world. And, and when we capture these thoughts, we become present, we become conscious. And that is the conscious mind captured in the unconscious mind. And in that process, we, we're in a sweet spot. We're actually in, you know, in, in great possibility because you, you start to respond with presence rather than react out unconsciously. And most of the time, you know, people are people are tuned out already. Ninety yeah. percent of the day, people tune out, so they're reacting out the same stuff. You know, you've heard that saying, same shit, different day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so they're just getting yes to these information, all that, all them subconscious tendencies, and they're putting on on them onto now. You know, and that's our identity. So when you're present and you reclaim that attention. A lot of wonderful things happen, not just at the level of the body, but you have an opportunity to become somebody new or to make a different decision. Change the patterns. Change the patterns. Is, is it a one-size-fits-all for meditation? Or is it, 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 you know, there's different practices? Is yeah. Are you helping people find theirs? Or so what goes down in a mind-bone meditation? Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's about education. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily guide people into a practice, even though there's a lot of guided stuff that we do. My job is to educate people on what the practice is, what it's not, the misconception, why it's so important to cultivate and activate a practice in your daily life and how to do it, how to do it. Now, there's there's many different flavors to meditation. You know, a lot of people tend to romanticize the practice, you know what I mean? They dress it up, you know, and for me, I like to stick to the very classical methods, but also to use very reliable methods at the level of your own experience with the body, the breath, the the pause between the breaths, Mm. um, and to use them techniques to reclaim your attention. And when you keep things more simple at the level of the practice, from my experience and from the experience of teaching, then... um, you know, you're able to transfer the the power that you create in the practice. I mean, inevitably, we're just creating conditions for the body to rest in its nature. And when we're resting in our naturalness, we feel the hallmarks of natural vitality, openness, contentment, tenderness, connection. So, you know, we're just creating them conditions for us to feel what we already are and to access the fullness of it. And it becomes an inside job. So, I mean, again, there's many different flavors to the practice. But for me, when we keep it classical um, and we come at it with, you know, certain attitudes and we prepare well for it, if we do this on a daily basis with consistency, then that naturally, it, it, like, it just moves into your life naturally. You know what I mean? So you start to bring mindfulness into your day-to-day endeavors you know, whether you're in work, whether you're with your partner, whether you're with your kids, where you know, it's like, ah, where have I been there? I've been lost in the head. Boom. You capture Absolutely. it. Yeah. You manage them thoughts. Yeah. And you and you know, a lot of the thoughts are just assumptions, you know, we're guessing, we're projecting, rehearsing and predicting a possible future. So we capture it and go, okay, 
That thought's necessary. It's reasonable. Can I act upon it? Yes, then act upon it. And there's and after time, there's nothing you can do about them thoughts. You go, you know what? There's nothing I can do. But what you can do is surrender. You say, you know what? This doesn't serve me. I can let this go. And so you then become the master powerful of the mind. Too, yeah, that, powerful, it? powerful thoughts are very powerful. You know, and I think when we begin to manage the mind, but you can't manage the mind until you capture them, capture yeah. them thoughts. And then when we capture the thoughts, we, you know, it takes courage to begin to own how you perceive the world. And then you think, ah, I perceive the world in this way. And I'm all a lot of people are doing each and every day is trying to protect their perception of the world. Yeah. It's my opinion, this yeah, is how it is. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, there's just many different flavors of perspectives. Yeah. And, and so you, you also, when you begin to understand your own thought processes, you understand more about your own behavior. And then as an extension to that, you understand a little bit more about other people which gives birth to more compassion and, and then there's less separation between us and then there's more connection and that's what we're starving for. We want to connect. We have this longing to belong to each other. So the practice of meditation is, is, is it's a wonderful journey. You know, it's something that I've sincerely, you know, um, have to give so much thanks for, you know, many, many Just years ago. Just talk to me about that then. Talk to me about that journey then. Yeah. How, how did Martin Bone kind of... I think... Um, I I'm think, feeling like you're a bit of a rapscallion yeah. and then something yeah, happened. Yeah, no, get it out, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think for many years I was inspired by the human condition. Yeah. I always tried to put myself behind people's eyes and, you know, wonder, I wonder what they're thinking or I wonder what they're feeling. And, um, you know, when I was... I think I was asking big questions for, for, since, for instance, as long as I can remember, you know, yeah. what's all this about? Who am I? And why, why do I behave the way I behave? So there was always a, a deep introspection. And, and universally, we all know something to be true as well. We have this innate knowing. We know something to be true, but we don't know what it is. And it's like if someone's ever said, do you believe in God? And you go, don't believe in God, but I believe in something. And a lot of people say it's quite universal. And then after that, they tend to say, because I can feel it. <laughs> so there's this feeling that we know, but we don't know what it is. Yeah, part of something bigger part than of, this. Yeah, yeah, we're part of something. And so um, I, I certainly went after them investigations many years ago. I was I, I taught tennis for, for 10 years. I played tennis for since I was a child. And so I was, I think, um, I, I was really inspired around sports psychology, you know what I mean? And what it meant to be excellent, like in, in, a, in a sport, an arena, on a tennis court. And I started to understand that the, the lessons that I was learning in sports psychology take away the sport. It was just psychology. And when, and, and so what I was applying on the tennis court, I was learning how to apply off the tennis court. So I think there was always a deep inspiration to understand my psychology and, and the way we psychologically, intellectually navigate our experience. Um, a friend of mine, Keely O'Keefe, she this was like probably 2008, 2009, and she was doing some meditation. She was practicing what is known as TM, Transcendental Meditation. She said, you want to give it a go? And we used to have long, deep conversations about, you know, fascinating things. Um, so I was always very open-minded anyway. And I remember just giving it a go. I just sort of sat What there. is that, mate, Transcendental Meditation? Transcendental Meditation, you just, you, you, what you're doing is you're just sort of going beyond your own belief system. Right, okay. You're going beyond, you know, ma the mind, the, you know, your personal constructs, your mental constructs. And then you, you've you, got to basically let go. You've got, that is a big part of, 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 of the process because because yeah. that's what I struggle we with. We hold most. on, yeah, that's what I struggle we with. We hold most, on, right? and the reason we hold on is because our ego, Tim yeah. Martin, yeah. yeah, which is 
you know, our identity. Yeah. Um, likes to know where it's going. You know what I mean? It likes to know what it's doing. You know, and and so we we begin to move in. We like we like a life of certainty, and life's a dance between certainty and uncertainty. But anything that's uncertain or the unknown, it can be scary for us. You know, so yeah. we begin to we become control freaks. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's definitely me, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's why we tend to project yeah. and predict the possible future because we like a roadmap. Yeah. You know, so a big part of the practice is almost letting go. You know, surrendering to what is. You know, and, and that's a process in itself. And I think many years ago, I remember just having this experience. I just closed my eyes. Didn't really know what I was doing, but I just felt into a sense of surrendering, you know. And, and did it come quite natural to you where you could do it kind of quite quickly? It came quite natural. I was just, I just sat and I, and I didn't try to do anything. So I moved into a place of non-doing. Right. You know what I mean? Just, what I was doing, doing, being. doing. Yeah, just being. Because, you know, there's the, the principles of life. We've got being, doing thinking yeah. and feeling you know and or, and perceiving and so there was this like you know we're doing 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 we're human doings but there's this human being and and to be or not to be that's the question isn't it Tim, you know question. and many years ago i just sort of stopped doing sat still and um i had a massive revelation you know what i mean there was just this like the, 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 i had moments where there was, i was thoughtless there was no thought but there was still presence. There was this presence, but there was no there was no location to the presence. You know, what's that feeling like? Is yeah, it a it feeling a, of bliss? It's a feeling, it, yeah, it's a feeling of like it's limitless. It has no conditions to it. It's timeless. It's formless. It's shapeless. And that was the first time that you tried that was it. Fir- I, yeah, literally wow. first time. I just had this experience, and it was peaceful. And I think you know, through my twenties, my life was crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, like I burnt the candle every which end you could burn it. <laughs> you know, and, and I just I had this brief moment of peace. And when I opened my eyes, I just burst out crying. And, I was, and it was overwhelming. And that was my first ever experience of, of being, you know, and, and, and I think um, I think from then on, there was this like almost You've just got basically just a natural connection to this. Well, we all have a natural connection. Because but the fact that we're alive, do you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that connection... But some people just operate at a different frequency. They just operate on a different... Well, it's because... And they, do you feel like you do? Well, if we get out of our own way, we, we, yeah. we tend to allow ourselves that natural vitality to move through us. Yeah. You know, when, when, when we're in our own way and when we're trying to protect or predict and um, defend, you know, this personality of ours yeah I did I I did a mushroom yeah I know I did a mushroom ceremony and I was presented in it Tim you need to surrender and become nothing in order to become everything yeah yeah and that's exactly what you're saying and that's a sense of oneness you know we're all connected but what separates us from each other is our labels is our identity you know I'm a red you're a blue um, I'm a Christian, you're a Jew, you're black, I'm white, you know what I mean? So then there's all this separation when really on the deepest level, universally, we're all just human beings yeah. and we're longing to connect. And so um, it, it definitely, you know, led me on a, on a path of, of investigation, you know, and wanting more. I only ever really had that experience of connection when I felt like I was in love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. You know, for many years I was a party boy, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And 
you know, spent many, many years, you know, feet on the dance floor, raving. And and I always just had that real sense of belonging on the dance floor. And now understanding that when I was in, I was totally in the moment. You know, you're not in the head. You're not predicting yeah. through a possible future. You're not worrying about the bills. Yeah. You're not worrying about anything else apart. And you're just in it. Yeah. The and frequency of the music as well. Well, like, them wow. conditions, you know, th- them, th- their conditions, them th- where, where you just feel alive, you know, the, 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 there's the beat, you yeah. know, and but there's also this tribal coherence because everyone else is having the same experience. No one's in the head worrying. Yeah. Everyone's letting you go. Everyone's energies, so you feel yeah. this vibe. Yeah. So it's tribal. You feel this oneness. So I felt that on the dance floor, felt it when I was in love, and then I felt it in meditation. And not long after, I went to my first yoga session, yoga yoga class, about 2010. I went along with my dad, and um, he'd already been going to this class, this, uh, this yoga class in Liverpool, Yoga Nation. And, um, and and he just said, listen, you need to come with me. He said, this, this, is, this is unbelievable. So I went... And, um, How long ago was that? This was about 2010. Right, okay. Yeah, so, you know, 12 to 18 years ago now. And um, I went into this class, it was hot yoga. You know, the teacher was like, she played this great music, created these conditions, candlelight, it was, it was heat, you know, sweating all these panels on. Yeah. And, if, and I felt like I was in a club. Yeah. And I had this experience of just ecstasy, you know what I mean? But I was doing yoga and I was like, wow, I don't need to wait till a Saturday night or a Friday night to feel this feeling. And it was just connection, you know what I mean? We've all got the capacity to feel this connection. Um, and it was and it was natural as well. You know, it wasn't induced by alcohol, drugs. You know what I mean? By the by, you know, by the music, by by you know, by anything else. It was just it was just in this little yoga room in the, in the middle of Liverpool. I thought, wow. And I, and I think then that was just the journey of like more exploration, yoga, meditation, and then I started to like read a lot of like esoteric books. I was always inspired to like ask big questions. I was into astrology. You know, I was I was always asking big questions, and I think then that led me into going to Thailand. You know, I sort of I was had enough of this life in Liverpool. You know, I was wearing masks. I was um, you know, I was a tennis coach, but I I was sort of done with it in tennis balls. You know what I mean? And I was I wanted to let that identity go. I was also involved in other things. You know, being a lad in Liverpool. You know, you get you got your hands in a few things, and and it it felt morally wrong. You know what I mean? But I got caught up in it. So I, you know, I let that go. I was about 27, 28 at this time, um, and I'd had a lovely career in 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 in, um, in in the tennis, but I knew there was way more for me. So I went to Thailand. I took four months off. Why Thailand? What what was it? The reason it's, I think I had a few friends who went to Thailand, and I wanted to go east. I'd never been to the east before. Do you know what I mean? And I wanted to just go east, and Thailand just felt like the right place to go. Um, it was affordable. You know, I knew I could, you know, sort of travel up and down Thailand, feel safe, you know, sort of island hop. Um, and and it, it almost, you know, I, I, it had the monasteries. I was called to stillness. I was burnt out, I was tired. And um, spent a few weeks just, you know, bumbling around, finding my feet. But I was just doing a lot of yoga and meditation. You know, I was just doing a lot of soul searching, to be honest. And I was asking, like, what's next for me? And I'd never, until then, I'd never read a book in my life either. And I read a few books quite quickly, in quick succession. One was called um, A Passage to Africa by George Alagaya. And it was about all the, um, the genocide in Africa. And it just humbled me, you know, all, and it, it opened my worldview, you know, a little bit more. I read a book called um, The Way of the Peaceful Body by Dan Millman. 
and um, and then the other one was 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 there was a book called Bounce and it's the art of purposeful practice and they just seem to amalgamate into like this attitude of of wanting to be better and wanting to step up and you know and and work with Martin and understand a little bit more about who who Martin is and what does Martin want and you know what's next for Martin and um, and then you know add in a lot of sort of meditation and stillness because when I was also in Thailand it was timeless. I had no way to go. I had nothing to achieve. No one to please. You know what I mean? It, I wasn't in that linear time of having to go somewhere. It was just total being. So each day I was just spontaneous. I was in flow. It was it was open, um, and and a lot of magic happened just by not doing and not having that responsibility to do and to chase and to strive. Um, and so much magic happened, and I ended up in a monastery towards the later stage of that trip and I spent 10 days I did my first 10 day silent retreat in this monastery in, in Chiang Mai and uh, the, 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 the experience the bliss the stillness and I couldn't deny it and it was like wow and it wasn't being induced by the world you know what I mean by by everything outside of the world it was an inside job and I was like there's definitely something in this meditation you know and so I came back 10 days 10 days 10 days it was incredible and I remember you know it was it, you know there was like a, a um a, a, a lovely timetable each day you know what I mean so you were able to you know there was walking meditation there was silent meditation there was guided meditation and um very simple I had this room the room was as big as this table you know it was like a prison cell you know what I mean cold cold shower one meal a day dressed in white and I was like very different from how I'd been living my life in my 20s you know what I mean um and then it was it was just a, and of an evening the, the, the monks would they, they had this discourse so they'd be talking about philosophy about life and everything they were saying I was just resonating with I almost knew it inside it was like what you're saying makes sense and I know this to be true so that I was invested then I was invested in in you know in um, in, in in exploring and adventuring and and the the exploring wasn't just externally it was very internal exploration Come back. Um, I love how you keep asking yourself questions, yeah, Martin. What is it? You know what I mean, it. it's like I need to really start doing we have that to, more. We, we have to. We're all in natural explorers, Tim. Asking you know yourself yeah. questions. You know, and, and I think I think if we ask open-ended questions, you know, how, what, when, where, yeah, what's next? Yeah, they're open-ended questions, and what that does is it, it it gives you the opportunity to contemplate. So you're asking that question, sitting in that question, sitting in the question, sitting with it. You know, and you, and and sometimes revelations will come. Sometimes you might work through into something, um, but, but it gives you the opportunity to awaken something which is beyond your own, you know, limitation. Yeah. So um, come back from from Thailand, and the, the chain of events brought me to opening up, you know, a yoga studio in 2013. And so it was just a totally different life. It was a holistic life, you know what I mean? I was in a, I come out sort of a tennis world, you know, a world of criminality, a, a world of madness, you know, um, and, and I went into this holistic world. The friends that you come back to, obviously you still got friends when you went away, when you came back, did you have to kind of get rid of those people you know around I, you? I've been then? really fortunate because a lot of my friendship groups are really good lads and they were, you know, and, and, I st- and some of them are my, you know, closest friends today, do you know what I mean? There was definitely a bit of a separation, you know, maybe a few people I had to let go of and did let go of, um, but you know they they were all in their own process themselves. You know what I mean. And I just sort of definitely went on a bit more of an individual journey. Um, 
but within that met loads of new people you know and and, and explored many different you know new relationships um, and I'm so you know I, I'm, I'm I'm deeply grateful for how life's unfolded for me do you know what I mean like the beautiful thing about having a, a yoga studio was that all the people came to me. I was just a caretaker, do you know what I mean? You know, just there uh, running a yoga studio. You know, we were, at one stage we were doing like 30 classes a week. So we were meeting all like new different yoga teachers. You know, we were running workshops, seminars, events, you know, sound therapy, um, psychedelics, you know, and you name it, like we were, we, we were all over it. Um, and so I, I just had, it was almost like a sweet shop for me, for me to explore myself with many different modalities. And then what came with that was like, loads more meditation you know many more 10-day silent retreats and yeah like you know and and I was just and and I was I was just so heavily involved I wanted to understand what it meant to be excellent what it meant to you know how to live your best life at the level of your ego you know to understand like how to live a healthy egoic identity but underneath that who am I without that identity as well and there's that spirit there there's that presence there's that nature there and that's sort of, you know, very much decorated with the way I teach meditation. You know, there's a sense of presence, which is, you know, you could call, which comes from, you know, the concept of non-duality, really. Um, you know, but I, I, I use certain terminology for, you know, the average bloke in the street to understand. Yeah. You know, don't use the it's big flashy. It's it? important, you know. Cause These are the ones that need it the most. They, they, well, they, people are starving for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and everyone's searching for something. And, and there's a commonality where a lot of people are struggling, suffering, you know, battling in the head. Yeah. So I think, you know, for me, having been on a massive journey, um, you know, I, I, I come to about 2017, I've been exploring myself in so many different ways. Um, and I, I, just before 2017, I spent three months in a meditation school in Mexico on the Pacific coast in a lovely school called Hradaya uh, in Mazunte. And that was like six days a week, 10 hours a day. And it was like in, intense training. And that gave me a lot of the reference points really to understand what had been happening to me probably since about 2010. You know, a lot of people thought I was going mad. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I wasn't going mad, I was just changing. I was just developing, you know, when I was letting go of an old identity, I was becoming somebody new. Um, I was opening up, you know, to, to, to new pathways, um, new opportunities, new relationships. And I, I spent a month in Guatemala and I came home on the 1st of January 2017 and I had this intention. And my intention was, I'm going to teach Liverpool how to meditate, you know? And, and I, it, it was like, it was probably a, a very, very long process before that, you know, where I had to lean into all this transformation, all this yoga, all this meditation, all these psychedelics, you know, have all them conversations. I had to own my own shit. I had to take responsibility. And then I come to this place where I was like, right, I'm ready. The intention was to serve. The intention was to contribute. And I was like, I'm going to educate people on what meditation actually is. Because I knew how much it was serving me. And it's the epicenter for everything, you know. You know, because we are, you know, meditation isn't just something you do. It's something you are. It's a, you just, there's a presence there. And so when we practice that presence... And then we and, and and we share that with the world in in its fullness. Pfft, the world's a better place. Yeah. We hydrate the economy when we're being ourselves, when we're out of our own way, when we're living a healthy egoic identity. And so, you know, I come back and and I just I, I wrote this course, which is the level one, of course, for yeah. life. Um, and it's like a ten-hour process, but really, it was like 
10 years of, of my experience put into, a, into a, a methodology for people in Liverpool to understand and to activate themselves. And, you know, since then, like... I probably I've talked thousands. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I hit a really nice wave. Probably like 2017, 18, 19. Yeah. There was just like a wave, and and people were just coming in my direction. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. They come and do the course, they get the direct experience, and they were like, "Fucking hell, yeah. wow!" And then they just tell the next best person or the friends. So you know, and then I think when COVID hit, I hit a second wave then, because yeah. everyone was just like, you know, almost a lot of liberties were taken away from people, and people went online, and so they naturally come like in my direction. Um, I was already well established by then, so I hit like two waves, yeah. you know, and and so I'd say for like six, six and a half years of just being like on a steam train and teaching meditation. Well, you know what I mean? Um, and and there's many other things I teach, you know, that took me into, you know, teaching a, a further stage in the practice. Yeah. You know, with, with the level two, and then there was like a level three, because what I've also found some people just love connection. Yeah. They love community. They love education. They love coming back and, and learning more. So and and then that led me into teaching like a mentorship, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, taking people on a mentorship journey, and um, that's like through the level four. And then I do a lot of work with men. You know, we, we run a, an establish, establishment called Men Without Masks, um, and it's a, it's a five day immersion for 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 men because men are struggling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. there's a I remember many years ago, you know, st- looking at the figures of suicide for men, and it they, frightened they me. Fucking hell, it yeah. frightened me. And I was like, wow. And then I knew a couple of guys who committed suicide. Um, and, and, and I come across a, a lot of Jungian psychology. And I come across this book, King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. Yeah. And it changed. The archetype. it was archetypes. The archetypes. Yeah. And then I was able to relate my own behavior yeah. with these archetypes. And, I was, and then it was a revelation for me because I was like, at the time when I read the book, I was like... Pfft. I'm an inflated lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking inflated magician. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm an overinflated warrior. Yeah. And, and 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 so it gave me the opportunity to stabilize, firstly own that behavior and use that map of the archetypes. And and it, that was hard because you've got to look in the mirror then. You've got to go, oh, that's my stuff. I've been projecting that onto yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do one or two things, you'll either disown it or yeah. own it. And you go, and you know you own it, that's where you there's growth. Yeah. And the growth's when it's uncomfortable. But you're looking in the mirror and you say, that's my stuff. And you're not pointing fingers anymore. Yeah. Or you're not deflecting it. Or you're not trying to protect it. You're like, I'm here in my truth. In my light and my dark. This is who I am. Like me or don't like me. But but I'm not but, but I'm going to share that authenticity with the world. So that was a big process for me. And, and understanding that map. Leaning into it myself. And, and now being able to facilitate that for other men to not just understand it intellectually, but to embody the yeah, energy. Really, yeah, because yeah, we get yeah. stuck in the head. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know, especially men, they get stuck in the head. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, we, we, it's all about reason and logic. And that's fine. That's that's a level of intelligence we should be listening to. But we're, we got, but we're shut off. You know what I mean? You know, especially men, we're closed. So getting back into the body, you know. Yeah. Opening could, up the heart's a big one Well, that's me. the one. It's a big one. We've got to take off our armour. Yeah, yeah. You know, as men, you know, we, we put armour on. You know what I mean? So we become suspicious and vigilant yeah. and almost ready. Now, I believe we have to be ready and we do have to be suspicious that's and vigilant. What are you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. But, you, but, you know, when we get back into the body and we begin to actually 
open up the, you know, the, 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 the sensitivity, the intelligence that the heart holds. Yeah. That's vulnerability. But, you know, we see it's vulnerability seen as a weakness. It's a fucking immense strength. Do you know what I mean? And if we can get back, and that's what, you know, I even say to people, like if they're coming to, to practice meditation or practice presence, or even in the yoga class, I'll say, for me, we're not practicing yoga here, we're practicing vulnerability. Do you know what I mean? And if we can get into that space where we're really yeah. beginning... I like your language, man. That's it. Like we're practicing vulnerability, you, you, I, I you know? the way you use your language, man. And if you drop into that, then and, and you have a direct experience, and we taste that fruit, yeah. and we learn how to express it into the world, wow. We, we you know, for me, that's our job. I feel like we're fulfilling our destiny when we're dropping back into ourselves and sharing it with the world. And the, some people are going to receive it, and some people are going to reject it, you know. And, and and but we've got to be okay with both sides of the coin, Tim. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, you know yourself when you, you've done something for someone and it hasn't been reciprocated. Yeah. You know, you're in the gym, you've opened the door, open yeah. for someone, yeah. and you haven't said thank you, and you're like that, fuck. dead to me. You <laughs> mark your cards, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you've got to go. Oh, do you know what? Because yeah. we have no idea what people are going through. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we make it all about us. We're the star in our own show. <laughs> you know, and that's okay. We have to own that. We have to own our qualities. But there's also a level of vulnerability and humility that if we begin to activate, if we begin to feel, then then you're a man of the heart. And when you're a man of the heart, um, you, you get into more win-win transactions then. Do you know what I mean? Because when the heart's closed, we're in the head. And we make decisions all the time from the head and not intuitively and spontaneously you know, because this is also the place of leadership. It's the place of sensitivity. Do you know what I mean? It's the place of compassion. So when we're in the heart, we don't have to try to be compassionate. We're naturally compassionate. We're naturally overwhelming the world with kindness and softness and tenderness. Do you know what I mean? The world deserves that. The world needs that. You know? So we've got it. So it's our job, not just as men, as humans, as women, to, to drop back into the body, to open back up to the world. Yeah, but the world's going to make us hard. You know, and we do need resilience. We need fortitude. But we also need to be soft again. We need to, you know, open our hands up. It's back to the world and say, I'm here. You know, and, and can we come together in our indifference? You know what I mean? Yeah, we might have the difference of opinion, but it doesn't mean you've got to be my enemy. Do you know? So it's big work. It's fucking big it's work. Big work. It? It's big work. It's, it is the work. Do you know what I mean? You know, and... Uh, you just know that that's your work, don't you? That, that's That's it. your purpose. That's it. But it's all, it's, it's everybody, I mean, if I feel like it's my purpose to, to share this with the world, and I do very well, a very good job, you know what I mean, because yeah. I've, I've come to a place to understand that, my own direct experience, and the way I use my voice, and the way I use language, I'm able to um, capture someone's attention, and suggest that what I'm saying is, is important, yeah. but, but, just change that little perspective, just kind of that little seed off. Oh, wait a minute, maybe I I'm talking about... universal language yeah, yeah, as well, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who you are, you know what I mean? I'm not talking rubbish, I'm talking sense. Yeah. And if you use your common sense and you can activate some of this stuff, mm. and then it's everybody's job, do you know what I mean? And if this becomes a priority of ours to actually take ownership, take responsibility, get close to integrity, you know what I mean? You know, and learn how to also communicate that with the world. You know, the reason we kill each other is because we're not taught how to communicate with one another. There's a fight for supremacy. We're always defending something. And actually, like, okay, talking and speak, talking and listening, it's two ways. It's a two-way thing. You know, we just learn how to talk, but I'm also here to listen. And we Energy get into this, and it's win-win. 
Yeah. We get into win-win, and the win-win is heart to heart. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, all of our fucking bullshit falls away. Yeah. You know, when you're just like, we're here together, and, and the I becomes we. We and so we have a shared experience. And when we have that, you just feel connected, and it, it's it's a wow moment. And you think, wow, that felt good. I'll do it again with the next person. I do it, and and that becomes a, a priority to to lean into the day. But you've got to practice this stuff. It, you got, and this stuff happens at home. It happens in private. Do you know what I mean? You've got to practice being your best self. You've got to practice opening the heart. You know, whatever that looks like. It's not just meditation. It's movements. It's dance. You know, it's it's cold water, whatever. It's a hot it's a hot bath. You know, we, we've got to get connected to nature, you know? So I think if people, you know, have some certain practices to actually activate this openness, then share it with the world. Wow job done and then if you move into your endeavors your professional endeavors your personal endeavors with with, with an attitude of win-win you know abundance you're just supercharging yeah. yourself then do you know what i mean you know you've got a, a, a an egoic attitude to save but you're also saving the world with, with natural vitality oh, come on come on come on you've you now you know you, you are a superhero then yeah. you know what i mean but 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 being a superhero is 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 should be our natural default. Do you get me? Yeah. You know, it's 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 operating from a place of excellence. We should be excelling into the world. You know, a lot of people are polarized in the mind. They're trying to protect the one side of bias. What does this person want from me? Yeah, and all that suspicious. So when you're polarized, you end up minimized. Do you know what I mean? And when you minimize, you've got no self worth. You know, no a lot of a lack of self belief. Do you know what I mean? And and so you're closed. So you do become more suspicious. You know, you, you, you are, there is fear. You know what I mean? And, and you have to notice that part of you which is afraid. And then you got to un- unpack it, mm. unpick it. And then, you know, because fear is a gateway. Fear is a great gateway, you know what I mean? But we have to move it. We have to be prepared to look at that fear in the face and say, what is it that I'm truly afraid of? I'm afraid to be vulnerable. I'm afraid to be authentic. I'm afraid to be seen. Uh, you know, I'm afraid to be acknowledged, I'm, you know. Um, I'm afraid that people aren't going to love me. So we, that's why we promote our image. We inflate ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need you to like me, so I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna inflate my image yeah. instead of just saying I'm gonna be myself. And if you like me, sound. But if you don't like me, I'm okay with it as well. Right, okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And we get sound with that. That that is yeah, that's the the midpoint. But what are that what happens is is that, that we, duality. That duality. Well, that's that that is equanimity. We're we're right in the middle of of you know both sides of the coin. You know what I mean. Right. And that side of the coin is I'm okay with um, people not liking me. Yeah, but I'm also okay with people liking me. Do you know what I mean? You can't actually have one without the other. You can't. You know what I mean. And when we accept that people are going to like us and dislike us, it's okay. You know. But then you for me then the relationships become authentic. Do you know what I mean? It's not service level. We're not wearing masks. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back, and yeah. and there's and you know what what am I getting out of you? It's actually what can I do for you? You know what I mean? How can I contribute to your life? You know, and 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 but you'll get into people will get into them vibrations, that attitude when they've done their own inner work. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you'll just you know you'll just be competing Staying with the world. Patterns. Com- competition, comparing, suffering. Conflict, separation, minimized, no self worth, promoting the image. You know what I mean? It's like it's just a, you know, and, and that's a, they're the attitudes I know I don't want to be living in. That's yeah. the world I don't want to live in. That's hell. That's hell on earth. You know what I mean? 
And, and you know, I want to live in, in natural vitality. That's heaven on earth for me, you know what I mean? It's a battleground in there, or it's, it's a war zone, or it's a garden of Eden. But you've got to learn how to, <laughs> you've got to learn how to, you know, work with that garden. The garden needs, it needs attention on a daily basis. That's where you got to look in the mirror. It starts with awareness. Awareness yeah. starts with meditation. Yeah. That's why I do them. That's why the meditation for me is the epicenter of everything. Because you, you, you're almost, you, 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 you're strengthening this capacity to be aware. Do you know what I mean? It's like a muscle, yeah? And if we work with that muscle each day, then you'll take a look with compassion. You'll take a look at yourself. It's not looking at yourself. We, I mean, we give ourselves a fucking terrible time. and We condemn ourselves when actually you begin to compassionately look and go, ah, I'm just looking at myself with compassion now, not, 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 with, not condemning, yeah. you know? Not giving myself a hard time. The world's already giving you a hard time. Yeah. I'm actually looking at my stuff and even that darkness, the stuff that you're shamed for, the stuff that you hide, you go, you know what, wow, that's just yeah. a part of me that that's fragmented. That's it's a- just people don't understand what meditation is, mate. They think they could instantly go to, right, I'm going to be sat in the lotus position. Yeah, yeah. Clear the mind. Yeah, yeah. Clear the yeah. mind. And you're like, fucking, you're going to have a tough time clearing that mind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you make peace with thoughts. Thoughts are never the enemy. You know what I mean? Some thoughts that we entertain can you be. You be sat in your armchair, can't you? Yeah. Just sat there, just turn the TV off. And just ask yourself a couple of questions. That's it. I mean, you know, that's why I love certainly what I teach. I give some, I give people some universal techniques. So if they do get lost in thoughts, I help them to, you know, you bring it, you, 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 you're flexing that muscle. Just give me an example of what you meant by that. Okay. You, right, go on. So, you know, you're sitting down in meditation, you withdraw from the senses. So you close the eyes and, you know, you, um, you bring the body to stillness. You know, we start with the body first. You know, because if we, if we, because uh, the body gets very fidgety and twitchy, you know, so it's, a, it's, if we learn how to conquer body stillness, you know, and, it, and it, it's a discipline to actually remain still. Yeah. And does it, is it matter if someone sat up or they lie does down? It, I mean, ideally you want someone sitting up because they stay awake then. You know what I mean? If someone fall, if someone lies ah, down, yeah, chances yeah. are they'll fall asleep yeah, true, yeah. and they get up after 20 minutes and go, that was a lovely meditation. <laughs> <now."> <laughs> and you're like, you just fell asleep, my yeah, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the one is just, you know, the reason for at least sitting is that it keeps you in the waking state. Right. So you're in the waking state and then you're placing your attention, which gets lost in thoughts upon a technique. So I give people a number of techniques. So we start with the body. So you're just observing your own body, but you're yeah. remaining still. Yeah. yeah, and you're learning how to conquer that technique. And the the, it, um, the, the, the thing with the body as well is, is that it's much more stable in the mind. So we can stabilise the body first, you know what I mean? And then we can work on the mind then. And, and from there, you know, I, I would give someone another technique like the breath. So you're just observing. I'm going to use that language, observing. You just, you, you're placing your awareness on the breath. Yeah. So you're just watching your own breath. And then... I also help people to understand the nature of the mind. So, you know, you, what will happen is you'll either get lost in thoughts. So when you're lost in the thoughts, we need the thoughts to actually flex that muscle. So instead of getting lost in thoughts and being like, oh, lost in thoughts, it's like actually thoughts, no problem. I'm going to get lost in thoughts. I'm going to get lost in that traffic. Okay, no, okay. I'm noticing the thought. I'm noticing the theme of the thought. Can I bring it to a conclusion? Can I reason with it? And then you bring that attention back to a technique. That's progress. You know what I mean? Now, if you do that once in ten in ten minutes, that's progress. Because somewhere in your day, you'll be lost in thoughts, oh. and you capture it, and you go, "Whoa, Whoa what are you doing? What's going on there? Yeah. What story am I telling myself? Do I know it to be true? Can I act upon it? Is it necessary? Can I let it go?" 
Boom. So you, you capture it, and then you conclude the thought. And when so when you conclude the thought, you're not going round in circles. Because yeah. when we're going round in circles, it's called neurosis. You know what I mean? So we get neurotic yeah, yeah. and without any conclusion. Yeah. So we capture the thought, we manage it, and then we reclaim the attention, we place it on the technique. And then we strengthen the capacity to be present upon a technique for longer periods of time. And when we do that, we strengthen the capacity to be present with life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're bringing yourself to presence, but it's an inside job. And it's not being, your, your attention isn't being activated by the outside world. You know, the red light, the, the sunset, the guy didn't say thank you. You know what I mean? So we're yeah. constantly triggered yeah. by the world. And everyone wants your attention, Tim. Everyone wants a piece of it. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, and, and that's where you go, oh, okay. I've reclaimed it as an inside job. So then where you place your attention is where you place yourself. Do you know what I mean? And then you just feel centered. And that's a, that's a, a, a small example of what I'm teaching. Do you know what I mean? And and sometimes you know beautiful tools, mate, oh, aren't beautiful they? tools. Beautiful These tools. These are intern. This this yeah. internal landscape it, we learn how to yeah. work with it. Do you know what I mean? You know we have sensations in the body, we have emotions, we have thoughts. You're not going to get rid of them, yeah. but you just learn how to manage them. Chances are, when you manage your thought processes, you stabilize your emotions. You know, but you also take action, and the action tends to be purposeful. So, you know, you're living a purpose-driven life. And if you're doing that, you know, you're doing something that's purposeful to you. And if you if you create an order, chances are you'll be in flow. You're in flow more because you're actually acting upon the things that are important to you. You prioritise that. If we manage that, if we manage our, if we if we schedule our priorities, we begin to create, create our own mini-culture that actually elevates our mood. Do you know what I mean? So you're not spinning plates. You're not living somebody else's life. You're not dramatizing. You're not waiting for Friday to feel free. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You know, you're not living a polarized life. Yeah. You're actually creating a life that you feel is is important to you, purposeful to you, um, um, and a life that you want to celebrate, that you want to enjoy. Most people don't believe that that's available to them. You know what I mean? Because the self worth so f- yeah, so so, they, so yeah, far so on the floor. Embellish the truth, and so like, you're just yeah, like, you know yeah. what? I'm I'm just going to be a sheep. I'm just going to do as I'm told. You know what I mean? I'll go. I, I, I'll I'll go and live a life that that is isn't mine. You know what I mean? And um, chances are, when you do that, you'll reach for things, instant gratifying things, just to give oh, you a sense of pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this is where our addictions can come from as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? So the big part of the job is like with the meditation is you're not just capturing your attention and you know I'm coming back to presence and managing the mind, but you begin to manage your culture, you know what I mean? And you, you start to look at what's important to you. How do I want to navigate my day? I'm, I'm awake for 18 hours here. Where do I want to place my attention? Do you know what I mean? You know, how do I want to manage my time? And so you begin to just place yourself in areas of your life where you go, well, I want to be there. I love being over here. So then you're scheduling and priorities and you're just in flow. You know what I mean? And, 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 and you know, it, that, that takes time. Don't get me wrong. You know, you can't just do a 360 on your life. But when you just begin to even contemplate and reflect upon, is the life I'm living truly important to me? Am I living a purpose-driven life? Am I in flow? Am I celebrating? Am I in a win-win? These are big questions. These are open-ended questions. The answer can be frightening. Because, you know, you ask these questions and some people go, yeah, no, I'm not. (laughs) Fucking hell. I'm not not in flow. I'm not on purpose. I'm not celebrating life. I'm not having fun. You know what I mean? And, 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 and so all of a sudden, you know, and 
that these are this can be sacred ground for people mm. you know what i mean but then you just start to slowly i mean slow and steady i, I even use the term moment strategy and momentum yeah get a little strategy put it into moments small baby steps yeah. and it tends to unfold over a period of time do you know what i mean you know when all, all of a sudden it's when you look back after six months a year, a year and you go wow my life's very different and it's because you've just been altering it slowly do you know what i mean you know you're not you're not trying to you know, turning around straight away, you're just altering it. Oh, slow and steady, small little wins, and then over a period of time, it just compounds. And then, you know, you're just like, what? and then you're almost in it, and you think, how did I get here? How did I get here? And you're just like, well, you, it's just, you just took slow steps. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that, that's the attitude I try to apply, you know, for when I'm coaching people. It's the do best you, way to do it. Yeah, don't it. go all in. People yeah. go, right, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking her. And, and, and they stretch too they far. too far, yeah. Way too far. Everybody you know goes, Wendy's a crystal Kens and the line. Yeah, that's what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you've got to learn how to live in the Matrix, but don't, you know, I think the all or nothing attitude, it can be a trap. Yeah. Because if you're not all in, you're nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you, the thing with the all or nothing is, is that you can't sustain that all. Yeah. It's not sustainable. So you, so you become, so there's a lack of discipline, lack of consistency, lack of joy. So you've got to find a sweet spot. You know what I mean? You've got to find a place. I like to use the term a stretching zone. So you're stretching beyond your comfort, but you're going to a place that's achievable, yeah. sustainable, yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and when, you, when you're naturally doing that, you become disciplined. There's natural consistency. Yeah. You build trust within yourself. Other people trust you because you're just showing up. Yeah. You're doing your thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's what I like about yoga alone your body will only take you so far and you just get a bit better and that's it better every, a bit that's better it and you're stretching a small wins yeah. do you know what I mean you know and, and, it, and it's just it's, it, but it is having the courage to take a look or to go to that yoga class or to yeah. do something outside of you know your comfort people just build a whole wall around the life and go I'm comfortable here because we have a desire to feel safe and so it, it does take courage to just go to the edge you know what I mean? So, you know, our job, I mean, my job and, and you know, stuff that you do, it's like, you got to take people to the edge. And sometimes you, I have to, um, you know, take people to the edge, hold that space for them um, and, and, and and then let them go beyond it. I think what's beautiful about you, mate, is you invite people to it's the an invitation. Yeah. I, I, um, I Because like the stuff that you put out, people yeah. have never even thought about that's it, it to a degree. Well, they, yeah. they'll kind of come up that's and it. then you help them just yeah. stretch on. And I never that. take people anywhere I've never been before, yeah. do you know what I mean? But the, it, there's always just suggestions and invitations. It's mm. not like you need to be here. Yeah. Get over here. It's like, actually, I'm going to take... because of the language I'm you gonna, use. Yeah. I'm going to take you to somewhere that is going to feel uncomfortable, but achievable, you know? And then whether you take the step or not, I'm here. I'll hold you. I'll support you. And 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 that's it. And 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 sometimes they need an invitation from somebody else first, or, or they need someone else to believe in them. Yeah. And that's one thing I'm good at. I I inject belief into others. It's like you know we build a relationship. There's a level of trust, and it's like okay, I, I believe in you. I know you've got this. And if you fall, I'm, I'm, I'll help you. I'll pick it up. With, uh, you know, Powerful I'll help yourself to pick yourself up. But I'll be there. They've had nobody like hand. that. They've had nobody in their life like nobody. that before. You know what I mean? To believe in you. To just, and that is massive. Massive. And then once they've got a feeling that they believe they can do it, phew, away they go. Quick story, I did it last week. I'm teaching my daughter how to ride a bike. So she's five. And uh, she's been on stabilizers, you know what I mean? Got her this wicked little bike and she's been bouncing around stabilizers, flying around the park. And I said, right, these stabilizers are coming off now, okay? 
and she was like, oh, and she didn't want to do it. I said, no, they're off. I said, I believe in you. I said, we've got this. So we're in the park, and she was, and she was terrified, then some fear. So it's in the body, there's yeah. tension, and, and she was, and, and fear, and, and there was no belief, and she was like, I can't do it, Dad, I can't do it. And I was like, I've got you, babe. I've got you, and I had my hands either side of her waist, and she's just, she was going, and she was falling, and I was going, I've got you, I'm not, I'm not going to let you fall, I promise. And, and I said, you just got to find your groove. I said, come on, we're going to find this groove together. We've got this. And then all of a sudden, she was pedaling, and then she found that balance, you know, the balance you're on a bike, she found it, and then bang, she went, Dad, I'm doing it. There that was, was it. That was it. She had the direct experience of it. Right. She had the direct experience of it, and then she felt that belief. All the tension went away. Total relaxation, total trust. <laughs> away. She was away then. And like, you know, now she won't shut up. Dad, when are we on the bike? When can we get on the bike? We're going around the park. Can we get an ice cream as well? You know, is Riley yeah. coming with us? Got a dog. So, you know, it was just that, that belief that she could do it. Yeah. But her body had the direct experience. We have to taste the fruit first. Once we taste the fruit, we know it's available to us. And, and also the nervous system changes. So we teach the body that how to do it and, and then how to, and um, it's a new way of being, you know, and then we just drill it in again. So then it becomes, we become competent, you know, and then that's that, that trust. And if we believe we can do one thing, it can jump into actually I did that oh I also believe I can okay, do something yeah. what can I do you know I mean belief's a powerful thing it's funny because the, 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 you've got one side of the belief coin which is I can and I'm going to try I'm going to will and you, the other side is I can't and people are just resting that I can't do that uh, you know, and it's just fear it's fear of being exposed fear of being laughed at fear of failure yeah. when really being exposed being laughed at failure it's a great teacher of ours you know what I mean but we don't want to be fe- we don't want to be seen to be um, when we expose ourselves, we don't want to seem to be weak, you know what I mean, or, or, or ashamed, you know, we don't want to, you know what I mean, or we don't want people to laugh at us, but if you can, if you can, people are going to judge you anyway, most of the time people are so self-centered, they're not even judging you, yeah. do you know what I mean, they're thinking of you, thinking of them, you know what I mean, so failure's a great teacher, we've just got to expose ourselves, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 it's big, it's the, it's the good stuff, you know. <laughs> What's, um, What's your experience been like with psychedelics? Very positive. Um, and, and I say that, um, you know, I've, I've taken many, many different psychedelics over a period of time. Um, I've had some challenging journeys. You know, I probably sat about 50 ceremonies. Wow. Yeah, in my time. Um, and that, you know, is with ayahuasca, with psilocybin, with mushrooms, um, with um, Wachuma, San Pedro, um, you know, cacao. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's been a, a, an exploration into that world. Um, would you say you can get to the same place using meditation and breath that you can with? Absolutely. It, you know, because inevitably it just becomes a feeling of connection. Mm-hmm. And that feeling of connection is true gratitude, is vitality, openness. Um, it's just a sense of, wow, I'm here. And, and, and I'm grateful for being here, you know. So, and psychedelics... And I mean, you know, with the meditation, you can unpick your own psychology. Yeah. Psychedelic can do it for you. Yeah. Or it'll show you. You know what I mean? Stuff that maybe we've been blindsided by. I mean, we've got blind spots. Bounty, we've got double blind spots right. yet yeah, in yeah, the yeah, subconscious. Yeah. Psychedelics will say, right, here, here's your stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's your stuff. You know what I mean? Take a look at it. 
but it, it tends to be the journey after the after the ceremony or after the experience you have of how to integrate that. Yeah. It'll just show you something. Don't get me wrong, you'll be humbled and you might have an experience of openness, loveness, yeah. unconditional love, you know, in a ceremony. But then we have to learn how to integrate that into daily life, do you know what I mean? That's why I love having a personal practice or a morning routine to be able to do that. You know, I, I um, you know, I, I, I have had many many different experiences with psychedelics in, in many different ways, you know, some at home on my own, some in, in a festival, do you know what I mean? In, you know, Glastonbury, wherever I be there. Um, but mostly in, in ceremony with, with incredible people who've been able to hold that space, being able to navigate that terrain, um, you know, and also with music, you know, just, uh, just to take an edge off or you can be guided by, by the musicality um, or by the vibration. Um, and, and yeah, I was in that world for, for a, a long time. I've still got some beautiful people who facilitate them journeys. Um, and it, it's been a big part of my evolution. And there's a, there's a, a real coherence between that, you know, that um, them journeys with psychedelics and meditation, you know. So I'm an advocate of it. Um, but it has to be respected. Do you know what I mean? You know, and um, I think that's the big word, mate. Respect it. You know, it's a ceremony for a reason. I think people yeah. are taking them willy nilly and yeah. not not respecting the actual mm. medicine. Yeah, the, the, and the people who are holding that space. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there are some charlatans out there, you know, and, and everyone's a shaman nowadays. So we've also, you know, got to be vigilant of who we're giving our power to. Do you know what I mean? And who's holding space for us? Um, but also underneath that, the, the medicine knows what it's doing. It'll, you know, it'll always give you a lesson or it'll give you an experience. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been shown some stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, it's you know, it's it's, it's it's very powerful but stuff. Like you said, I think it was maybe two months after that I actually got the message. Got the message. And I'm just like, the penny oh, dropped. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Know, oh, was that was that was? Yeah, the penny drops. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moments. Very like. beautiful. You know, I I think the, the psychedelics can be a fast track. You know, um, back. To, you know, I like to use the term return. Do you know what I mean? For you to return back to yourself, you know, or it's this remembering, mm. you know, and, and or realising that, you know, you, you're just here and you have an opportunity to express that beingness on a daily basis. And so, yeah, it's, it's that, that journey is something, that, you know, I would invite people to maybe take a look into, you know what I mean? Um, but do your research. Yeah, right. do your research, do your due diligence, do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, and you know, I mean, there's a big movement with microdosing nowadays, do you know what I mean? And even there, yeah, you, you've got to know certainly what you're doing to a degree. Um, but, you know, it's for me, it's it's not necessarily about the, the medicine itself, even though there's so much wisdom there, it's the relationship to it. Whatever that is, money... Um, you know, um, alcohol. What you know what I mean? It's not the actual substance; it's the relationship to it. You know what I mean? And that's something I found and, and had to learn the hard way. Yeah. You know, over my time being here so far, is um, is is what's my relationship to these to these things? You know, to alcohol, to drugs, to medicine, to psychedelics, to myself, to money, to sex. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. to women, to men. Yeah. And and when I've really begun to change my relationship with all the things that, you know, I'm exploring in the world, it's definitely brought a lot more reverence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A lot more reverence for all these things. Because you can learn lessons from all of them. Alcohol, you learn a lesson. 
you know, we but, but, we, you know, we give our power away to it and we drink in excess when really, you know, you can have a relationship with it and, 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 and learn how to say no and have your boundaries. And I trust that we've all got the capacity to say no. You know, it's, it's, and it, when, when, we, when we bring that into our lives and hold that strong boundary, you are accessing your inner will. You know what I mean? Your inner will. I've got the capacity to say no. And it's another, it's, it's another big process for some, 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 some things I teach in the world is learn how to find a no with love. You know what I mean? Access that boundary. Bring that warrior energy powerful, in. It's powerful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, because we can get led down a path or, or, we, or we give our power away to the world or to other yeah. people and we don't feel like we've got the capacity to say, hang on a minute. Yeah. That's a no, you know. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so that, that that's a big journey in itself, you know. Um, but yeah, psychedelics been 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 something that very wonderful. I was I was. The, it, what when you did them on your home, mate? What was because I've had sort of like two hero doses now, mm. um, and it was in ceremony and stuff, and there was a lot of people around me. Do yeah. this podcast for me, to be honest. So mm. right. um, and, and I was just like, I feel like I need to do one at home, home. on yeah. my own. Yeah. I feel there were too many other energies around yeah. that I feel, but I'm really scared of it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you should be, you know what I mean? And like yeah. that I want to still respect it and still do, yeah. do my yeah. work and stuff, but I feel like the next one needs to be... Having that fear is beautiful, you know what I mean? Because there's a reverence for it, yeah. you know what I mean? And it can kick your ass. Yeah. I think at home, you know, I've always liked to have maybe a little bit of a smaller dose, you know what I mean? So like a gram and a half, totally empty stomach. But yeah. I've just created the conditions at home where like, I know I'm not going to get disturbed. I played my own music, you know, I've got some lovely playlists. Um, and I like to do it in a way where I've just, you know, th- th- there's no disturbances. Um, I'm at home. I'm totally empty, gram and a half, two grams maybe, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm but I'm, I'm nurturing myself, I'm taking a nice bath. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm getting into the senses, I've got some incense burning, yeah. you know, I'm in the garden, you know, um and and uh, and that's a process I've been through at home, you know. Um and then sometimes that it doesn't have to be a heroic dose, you know, it, it but it's still enough to open the channels, do you know what I mean? Um, and if you invite it and the intention's there, you'll get the lessons. Um, and, and, and that's been, I've been a journey I've explored over many years is just having a smaller dose, but creating the conditions at home, you know, where you might be sitting in stillness and, you know, entering that meditation state. Um, again, inducing it with some really nice tones, some nice music. And I just give myself the day then, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I'll tend to go for a long walk, get my feet on the floor, um, you know, maybe play a little bit more music, journal a little, little bit, um, and then maybe feast a little bit later on in the day. Right. So it's more of a self-care day. It's a ceremony, it's, it's a, own right. It's its own right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and, and for me, then, life can become ceremonial. Do you know what I mean? Like your morning routine can be yeah. ceremonial. You know, how, how you, you set your space up at work can be ceremonial. Do you know what I mean? And So it's, li- it's, it's living a ceremonial life. It doesn't have to be with psychedelics. Psychedelics are just, it's a tool, do you know what I mean? And, and a wonderful tool at that. Um, but certainly at home, just create some conditions, time out, you know, self-care. I'm all about that nature, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and we're telling ourselves, you deserve this. I love you enough for you to be able to, you know, for you to do this for yourself today, you know what I mean? You know, again, having that really nice hot bath, 
you know, getting them incense in there, getting them salt in the bath, buy yourself some beautiful food, have a bit of fruit, knocking around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. I've done it. Yeah, beautiful. And, I, and, and, and I would encourage people to maybe explore that. You know, I do that with CBD. Do you know what I mean? I do that with cacao. It doesn't always have to be with mushrooms. You know, I, I, I have come to a place in my life where I deserve that space and time for nature, for rest, for naturalness, to return. You know, and, and even just having that intention and creating that space for us. I mean, for anyone listening, how much space do you create for yourself to do that? Do you know what I mean? You know, and, 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 and to explore that intimacy with yourself, that sensitivity, that sensuality, you know, and, 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 and when we do that, we're like, oh, we just receive the fruits of, the, of, them, of them experiences. So, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be psychedelics, but, you know, maybe a little bit of psilocybin, yeah, one yeah, gram. Yeah, yeah, Start yeah, with yeah. one gram, maybe yeah. start with half a gram. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, I, I used to, I like the CBD as well, you right. know what I mean? Um, and occasionally even the even uh, THC, do you know what I mean? You know, whatever that looks like, it might be it might be a joint. It might be a little bit of... Um, I'm not telling anyone to take drugs, yeah, yeah, by yeah, the yeah. way. We're you not condoning I mean? this, anybody listening. Okay. You know, the, but, but the, the, these things can open us up, do you know what I mean? You know, but breath work, cold yeah. water, it's going to open you up. Yeah. You, know, the, the, you know, coffee, you know what I mean? Sometimes a strong coffee can, oof, yeah. can open you up. Um and, and, you know, nowadays I, I would just invite people to lean into just creating space for connection first and foremost. doesn't have to be with anything. Yeah. Just create space for connection and you'll anchor yourself with, and th- that's magic in itself, yeah. you know. Um, but if you were going to do that, you know, make sure you, you, you may need a friend who can support you. Like a yeah. sitter. Just a sitter who yeah, can support you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone who knows what they're doing, someone who you trust, yeah. someone whose presence is 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 is, uh, is clean. Yeah. You know, we can just sit and be with you, do you know what I mean? And then even nowadays, like any ceremony I've got into, I, love I've, that presence I go into what, yeah, or a once-on-one sitting, you know, if you find a practitioner who's able to hold that space with psychedelics, right. you know, go and do a once-on-one. I've had a few journeys once-on-one now. Have you? Yeah, and very profound, you know, with, with psilocybin. Um, and there's people who can hold that space for you, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think it, the, the journey of psychedelics, meditation, self-care, self-worth, all that stuff, it, it really just enhances us. Yeah. It brings us to our best self, but it also shines the mirror that we, that we need to own our darkness and our light. Sometimes we're not even owning our gifts, Tim. Yeah. And I mean, we have to own our gifts. Sometimes modesty can get in the way of actually owning and expressing what we're good at. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and for me, that, that natural expression, if we learn how to share that with the world, it's also an invitation for other people to do the same. But it takes courage and vulnerability. They're massive attitudes that we're not very good at. Not good at all. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I am so excited to come on. I know like a butts on dinner. Yeah, remember? Obviously life got in the way and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah. but I am definitely coming on. Yeah. So um, for anybody else, is the Martin Bone sort of facilitators out there now? So at the minute... Is this something it, Yeah, you've... no, I mean, it's something that I've, I've considered, you know, and... Um, there's only one of you can There's only one heart and bone, you know, and, and there are other people teaching, you know, meditation and, and, and other different modalities. And but I, I mean your way. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, I've not reinvented the wheel, you know what I mean? But what I teach is very classical. Um, but I've put it into a methodology, almost Gauss terms, yeah. you know. <laughs> but I use this universal language, which really, it, it, um, it, it's, able to, it's easy to digest yeah. and then also transfer 
you know, and that, that's my big part of my job is educating people so they digest it, but they're able to use these tools yeah, yeah. in their own mini culture. Yeah. Um, so the Martin Bone sort of meditation uh, ecosystem that I offer, you know, it's just me, um, but there are other facilitators that I, you know, that I'm in and around that I would invite people to lean into, you know what I mean? And you've got to taste these sweets, so to speak, you know what I mean? Not get lost in the sweet shop, but, you know, but explore. Anyone who's exploring and adventuring, lean into it, but do it with care, with so reverence. If they want to lean into it, they want to lean into Martin Bowen. Yeah. How do we get older Martin Bowen? How so do people get I, older I, Martin Bowen? I, um, I mean, I, I'm a, I, uh, I, I've got a lovely yoga studio in Liverpool, Planet Yoga. Yeah. Um, so I work predominantly out of that space. I also do some wonderful, like, um, one-day events from my home. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm in Liverpool, and, I'm, you know, I'm on Instagram. Um, I've got a website, Martin Bowen Meditation. Um, and I'm out there, you know what I mean? You know, I'm doing some corporate work. I do a lot of mentorship stuff. Um, and it, but, but the core of all this is presence, is meditation, you know. If anybody takes anything from this podcast. That's it. Yeah. I, I'd invite people to come and do the level one. You know, yeah. start there. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a ten hour process. It's either it can be done over two days, and yeah. um, because there's a lot of people who come from outside of Liverpool, you know what I mean. They come and do it over the weekend. You know, I've had people come from Europe, yeah. do you know what I mean. You know, all over the UK. So they come. They, um, they can either stay in mine. You know, they can stay in the studio. Or people tend to book a little little Airbnb. Two days, ten hours. Saturday, Sunday, five day, five hours each day. That's a great place. You know, and I'm I'm there to give you some incredible tools, but to help you build this internal landscape or this this um this uh, map how to navigate the, the practice of meditation. Because then you can take away, oh I know what I'm doing now. And then away you yeah. go. You know, you're just giving the people the tools and then they're able to navigate. So the level one's the one. That's where the, 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 you know, and whether people have got a practice or they haven't got a practice, go there. Yeah. Go into that, that level one. It's almost a flagship course, really. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, what happens in level two? Level two is more of a deepening, you know, it confirms what we've done in level one. But level two is more of a, you know, a, a, there's further stages in the practice, you yeah. know. And so with level one, you, there's a wide perspective on the practice. It gives people some incredible tools, some indirect methods to nurture your naturalness and create conditions for that vitality. Um, and a lot of wonderful tools to manage the mind and understand how it works. Level two is more of an embodied experience. So we just bring level one with us, but there's a deepening. And, and the deeper we go, the more simple it becomes. Um, and that's really honoring the, the real classical parts of what of, of non-duality and Vedanta. You know, I don't really use that language really. Um, and, 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 and so like the level one and two, level one's enough, but if you can get that level one and two, the sort of two halves of the same game, and that's like a 20-hour process then. And if you can integrate that into your life, you will, I guarantee, there will be a shift, a natural empowering, empowering shift in your life um, of more responsibility, more connection, um, ownership, leadership, um, purposeful right action, connection, transformation. 
Um, and then you know, there's more. There's, there's loads more. Level three. There's loads. Level. There is a level three. That that's more about. That's based around affirmations and positive suggestions. And we tend to have a direct experience with with an energetic. So an energetic might be patience. So we work with patience for a week. Do you know what I mean? And we have a practice of meditation around that. Then put them suggestions where we're affirming the power of patience. You know, and and so that's a ten hour process. That's a ten week process. Level four is a three month journey. You know, Which that is where you become a Martin no, Bone. That, not necessarily. That's just more leaning into like leadership. Um, and How does just, somebody become a Martin Bone <laughs> facilitator? At the minute, nobody is actually a Martin Bone meditation facilitator. Um, but anyone who comes in my direction and goes through that process, they end up facilitating this work in their own life anyway, whether they're teaching meditation to the kids, whether they're just going on a better journey with the partner, you know, or whether the, you know, there's changing work. So we're all facilitating, you know what I mean? But I think... If you go through one to four and you go through all of it, do you become a Martin Bone facilitator? You don't, but you would just be a much better person. You know what I mean? You I really think would. you'll become a Martin Bone facility <laughs> you go through all four. So get booked up with Martin. It's Martin Bone meditation. He doesn't like saying it, but I'm saying it for him. Beautiful. Mate, thank honestly, bless so coming on. Yeah, thanks for asking me. I think you've got a, a wicked setup here, Tim. You. you know, and I think you've got a wicked haircut to, you know, to go with it. And I'd uh, love to see you in Liverpool. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.